0: Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts. Uh, Well, Ray and Zach, how are you today, handsome?
1: I'm struggling, man. I'm having a rough morning. That being said, yes. We'll kick things off, Dad, with Ford news. You You ready? I am
0: indeed.
1: Here you go. Average Ford F 150 monthly payment is approaching $1,000. That's the latest data we have from Ford Dad. I found this to be truly shocking. We were just in Detroit. We were at the auto show. We were at the Henry Ford Museum. And I found this article, Pops, the average monthly payment. Here it is right here. For a Ford F-150, $983 per month, up from $893 a month a year prior. You Oaks know, are going head over heels into these F 150s, Dad.
0: You know, I always thought I was I was pretty average, uh, but now I know that I'm well below average because there is no way I could afford a $983 uh a month car payment, uh, whether it be for a Ford F 150 or well anything else. That's just uh that's that's well. That's ludicrous, like my favorite rapper. I mean, that is absolutely ludicrous, um, and that's just through quarter two. And if I am not mistaken, the price of these hasn't gone down in quarter three, um, no. and interest rates, uh, thankfully, I guess, uh, aren't aren't scheduled to go down. Well, for a year, if they go down at all, I I just. You know, as you said, we were at the at the Detroit Auto Show and we were doing our best to try and find what we describe as affordable, affordable vehicles for the majority of of people. And there aren't a lot, especially when it comes to pickup trucks. I I mean, it's just crazy the price of these things and always and much more so than than it's ever been as far as the pricing.
1: Definitely. And at the same time, the latest data actually suggests that new vehicle affordability is improving the data that comes from that same time period back in July. And then, of course, you look at what's going on over at Ford and the average car note for that F-150 being up to $1,000. I found that to be fantastic. You know, like what better way to demonstrate how, um, how crazy things have gotten when the most popular truck in the United States is running, folks, on average, $983 a month. And if I'm not mistaken, Ford Motor Credit has been offering APR incentives. So it's not like this is just because there's high interest rates. I mean, interest rates are higher, but it's because there's average transaction prices. And you go and you look at the other big three where, obviously, the truck sales come from, they also are, you know, their payments are are through the roof. So it's just shocking what we're seeing come out of, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Mark Miller's got it right. I'm shocked. Us too, Mark. Uh,
0: I, I must say, you know, after after having um, uh, toured the Ford Rouge plant and we got to see the truck assembly area, well, I guess somebody's got to pay for that four and a half miles worth of conveyor belts and stuff, um, and and I and I guess the only way to do that is to take the most popular truck sold in America. Have it have an average transaction price of what sixty six thousand mm-hmm. dollars and and price it so that the vast majority of Americans who might want to buy a pickup truck, whether they need a pickup truck or not, um, but who might want one, um make it so that the vast majority of Americans can't afford one. you You can't convince me that it is affordable. For someone to have, I don't know, what's an average mortgage payment today? Fifteen hundred, two hundred dollars a month, an average rent payment for an average apartment, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month. Well, how do you how do you add a car note of a thousand dollars a month to your housing expenses? And you haven't even touched on gas, you haven't touched on depreciation you haven't touched on insurance it's just the vast majority of people can't afford it so it 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 becomes painfully obvious to me that ford has decided that there is a subset of society and it's not just ford uh, most of your automobile manufacturers have decided that there's a subset of society that can and will afford to purchase these things, and that they are only interested at this point in catering to that small subset. Um, it seems to me, if we wanted to get really rich in a short period of time, uh, we just need to be able to figure out a way to produce a a, a decently equipped pickup truck in the I don't know the twenty to thirty thousand dollar price point. Um, and we'd sell a poop ton of them. Did you know, um, here, let me see if I can pull it up quickly. Uh, where
1: is it? The the reason that you do not see like Chinese pickup trucks and things like that in the United States, I won't be able to pull it up quickly. There's yeah. actually a truck tariff. Yes. Yeah. There, I think it's like 20 or 25%. I so believe part it's of the, the reason chicken why, tax. The chicken tax. Okay. I yes. I don't know that, but I'll take your word for it. So part of the reason why you don't see competitors coming to the United States with cost, you know, uh, more affordable options than the F-150, the Ram 1500, the Chevy Silverado, the Nissan, Titan, the Toyota Tundra is because it actually, there's a 20 to 25% tariff if you import a truck that wasn't produced in the United States. Yes. That's the reason why we don't say like a Mazda pickup truck here for example or a Honda
0: pickup truck or anything like that. Well, you it's do say the Honda way. pickup truck, it's the Ridgeline. Yeah, the Ridgeline. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I mean there are any number of manufacturers that manufacture pickup trucks. Uh, Suzuki makes pickup trucks. Um Mazda makes pickup trucks. But yes, because there's that 25% tariff, um it 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 makes it virtually uh, impossible for them to bring them in and price them competitively, uh, which is also what allows the, the big three, the domestics to price their pickup trucks where they want. And I get that some of the reason for price increases is because of governmental mandated safety equipment. And every one of those mandated safety items has a cost associated with it. And advancements in technology and and all that, they have costs to them. I get all that. But when the costs outpace inflation and outpace wage growth, that indicates to me that some of this pricing isn't necessarily based entirely on cost. It's based on profit margin and how much we think we can get for it, um, and 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 how much they are getting for it. So it's part and parcel is is just well, some of these manufacturers are taking advantage of a situation which is allowing them to do that. And and they're forcing the vast majority of Americans out of uh, out of considering their product as an affordable option.
1: We typically talk about auto loan delinquencies on this channel, but I saw this headline this morning, Pops, serious mortgage delinquencies poised to bounce from 17 year low early stage delinquencies have increased for three months in a row suggesting that delinquency rates may be nearing a bottom, according to First Look at Black Knight Mortgage's monitor report. So we are not only seeing, and and, uh, we all know this, during the past 12, 24 months, auto loan delinquencies were at the lowest levels they had ever been. Mm -hmm. Over the past six months, they've been rising significantly. And as of late, they are now uh, back to to pre-pandemic highs. I mean, we've seen auto loan, car loan delinquency rates higher than we've ever seen before. It's not only in the auto area. Here's mortgage. They've been at lows, just like auto loans were when <laughs> money was being printed left and right. And now we're starting to see them bounce back up. You sold cars during the last time there was a mortgage crisis. Yeah.
0: Well, I was I was going to say, you, you, you know, if you were to look, I don't know if I were to guess 18 months ago, the average mortgage rate might have been three, three and a half percent. Well, today it's over eight okay, it's more than doubled. Well, that means the cost of of that mortgage, that mortgage payment has gone up quite a bit. And as inflation has been uh, hard to contain, the cost of automobiles has gone up. the cost of insurance has gone up. the cost of gasoline has gone up. the cost of food has gone up. So yes, I mean, I think you could look, you could probably pull up data in regards to credit card delinquencies and you're going to find that they're higher than they had been because it is more difficult forever, more difficult than it has been for a very long time for people to be able to stretch their budgets, to uh, be able to pay for all the things that they've purchased on time. It's just it's become harder and harder. And the harder it gets, the higher the delinquency rates go, whether it be automobile loans, mortgages, um, credit cards, whatever. I I guarantee you, if you were to look that up, the credit card delinquency rates would be higher. And again, pair it with the lead story. The Ford
1: news that shocked me when I saw it, the average payment for an F-150 is $983 a month. That's before insurance, that's before fuel, yes. that's before uh, depreciation. That is a $1,000 a month auto loan payment for America's favorite truck. And all the other conversations we're having are auto loan delinquency up, mortgage delinquencies up, credit card delinquencies up. You know, it is interesting then to, to rope into the conversation what's going on with the UAW strikes because we have comments like this. In the chat from Top Notch Rocker, good day, Zach, uh, Ray and Zach. I was at the Honda and Toyota dealerships and both had limited supply. However, Ford, Ram, GMC dealerships had an abundant supply, both new and used vehicles. So maybe, Dad, we obviously are in now the uh, second full week of the UAW strike. Maybe Mm -hmm. those automakers produced more vehicles than Honda and Toyota have in anticipation of this strike knowing that they weren't going to be able to get new vehicles sent to their dealers for a prolonged period of time so that they could continue to continue to transact. Because if you were to take even more Ford vehicles out of the market, for example, would we see the average F-150 payment go from $893 a month to $983 a month to $1,100 a month? I mean, if there's a scarcity, that'll cause prices to go up. That's not sustainable long-term. Um, and, there, and the UAW strikes, we'll, we'll turn our attention there in just a second, they are spreading. There are more and more workers that are striking. We'll, we'll pull up a map here in just a minute. So that could be another and that is another factor in all of this.
0: It, it is. And, you know, I, I said that I believe that the strike will last 10 days to two weeks, uh, where today is, I believe, the 10th day. Um, you know, it, it, will we see um, an end to the strike by Friday, which would be two weeks? I don't know. Uh, hopefully it doesn't take as long to end this strike as it appears to have taken to end the writers' strike in in, in Hollywood um, there you know it's not like there's a it, it, there there's enough inventory even though it's bloated at the moment from the big 3 it's not like there's enough to sustain their businesses for a two or three month strike there's just not um and I mean, there is a cost associated with not producing things. Those, you know, those factories cost money, whether you're producing stuff or not. They use electricity, whether you're building stuff or not. Um, so there's a there's a cost associated with having uh, facilities shut down. I don't think any of the big three could would want to see a, an extended. Strike. Um, the UAW seems to think that Ford is negotiating in a uh, in a more straightforward manner at the moment, and so they're they're trying not to to pick on them. Um, but you know, there was something interesting when we were at the factory tour on Sunday uh, or Saturday it was, uh, and and the thing that was interesting and, and caught your attention and mine when we were watching the propaganda film that they, that they show about the Ford uh, manufacturing in the first phase of your tour was that Henry Ford was committed to building affordable cars for people. And you and I both said, well, when did that end? Because it has. Um, that commitment has been lost. And as long as that commitment's lost, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't see hope for any of these manufacturers. The, the, The cost of switching over to EV is so damn expensive and they're so far behind the eight ball when it comes to figuring out how to do it profitably that you just can't continue to raise the prices of the internal combustion engine vehicles to compensate for the EV vehicle losses. At a certain point, you cross a Rubicon where you can't sell enough ice vehicles any longer to support the EVs, and there's not enough profit in EVs to make up for the fact that you're no longer selling ice vehicles that have the high profit margin. There's there's a Rubicon that's going to be crossed and then, you know, one day they're all going to turn to each other and go, "Damn, how didn't we see this coming?"
1: I didn't know. That, what is "ruby"? Is that how you use the word "rubicon" in a sentence? Yeah, rubicon. Really? Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> I didn't Google it. <laughs> it says, "It says score a rubicon against." I don't know. Someone, all right, I'll I'll do some research after. <laughs> today's show i've never heard that word used in that context it's a river dude all right my bad man dad let's pull up the uh the strikes are numerous
0: well wait somebody said somebody said because the rubicon is a jeep rubicons break down before they before they get to the river (laughs) there you go dad
1: here's a map that's showing you every single current strike And this is the UAW barely scratching the surface. There are strikes happening in Washington state. There are strikes happening in Nevada. There are strikes happening in California, Colorado, Texas, Mississippi, go up the Mississippi River into Missouri and Illinois and Iowa and Minnesota. We were just in Michigan the other day. Yes.
0: Look at all the strikes right now in Michigan, Dad. Yes. Well, you know, that's that's the capital. Yeah. Our capital. and 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 let's face it, when we were there, um, one of the things you said to me is, "I can't believe that we haven't seen any protesters or any strikers anywhere." You know, and we did not. You know, and we were we were in Detroit. We we were at Cobo Hall, where the uh, where the car show was. Um, and we, you, if you didn't read the paper or the internet, you would have no idea that there was a strike.
1: Yeah, no, you absolutely wouldn't. And actually, one of the big developments from last week that we haven't talked about is the fact that now some of the strikes are taking place at the parts uh, uh, centers, not only final assembly of vehicles, for example, there were, you know, Broncos and all sorts of different vehicles that are now not being um, produced, but it's the parts. The parts will really hit the OEMs and the dealers in a place where it hurts. That's the service department. That's, that's where we get cars taken care of. And we have already seen massive delays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, you are unable to actually get your vehicle uh, repaired in a timely fashion right now in a lot of cases because of various part shortages. Well, if you take people away from those production lines, that's going to exacerbate things even more.
0: Well, you know this is this is at, at, as the u a w is calling it the stand up strike and it's just like a, a a slow rolling brownout in in California. um you know, at a certain point, everything gets gets sucked into this and and the manufacturers are just going to have to figure out a way to to acquiesce to some of the demands that the u a w has. And we've talked about it before. If once once there is a settlement, and whether the wage increases are twenty percent or twenty five, well, we know they're going to be more than twenty percent. So twenty five to thirty percent. Well, obviously those wage increases are going to uh, be factored into production costs, which will then be factored into um, MSRP's. So if if we're shocked that monthly payments for F-150s are $983 a month now. What's going to happen when they factor in the, the cost of the labor agreements and they have to raise the prices even further so that they can remain profitable? It, it, it would just seem to me that, that there's going to be diminishing returns because you can only raise the prices so much before people stop buying them and you won't be able to sell yeah. as many.
1: Yeah, honestly, and at the same time, the OEM is making record profits. So
0: maybe yeah, that's where
1: it can come from. Maybe that's maybe that's where the squeeze gets put on.
0: But yeah, when the sales really start to slow down, because you know, the, as you said, the monthly payment's now eleven hundred dollars a month, and and maybe for maybe for a big percentage of buyers, they say, well, as long as it's under a thousand a month, I'll buy it. Well, once it goes over a thousand dollars a month, then they won't. What do you do then? And you know, there's going to be fewer fewer people buying trucks, which means there's going to be fewer profits for the manufacturers. Uh, dealers will probably start turning down truck allocations as trucks begin to sit because they realize that their customers can't afford a thousand or eleven $1, hundred dollar a month car payment. Um, yeah, it's it's not going to be pretty moving forward. Not nearly and as again, pretty. me, yeah.
1: We were just talking about $983 is the average F one fifty payment, but we can go back to October. This was the last time we have this data. Thirty-six percent of F one fifty owners are paying more than a thousand dollars a month. I would be shocked if a year later, yeah, that is not more to like sixty-three percent or seventy-five percent. You've got to imagine that most F one fifty owners are currently paying over a thousand dollars a month. So talk about that Rubicon. Did I use it right? Talk about yes. that that threshold. Um You know, people are paying premium prices for brands that previously were supposed to be for everyone. And the idea that we were, like you were saying, we were at the Ford factory tour, which was really interesting. I I enjoyed it, but they play this video and it talks about how back in the day, back in the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, Ford workers were supposed to be able to afford to buy Mm -hmm. a Ford car.
0: Yes. Not anymore.
1: No, like, that you, like, like, Dad. we had a comment come through in the chat. I'll see if I can find it really quick. It was one of our community members saying that they make a quarter of a million dollars a year, but with yes. their family, their mortgage payment, with all that, they can't afford cars like this. It would just eat into every, everything else I would want to be able to spend money on. That's, I mean, it's not just people who make 60, 70, 40, 50, 60, $70,000 a year that are priced out. A lot of people at these price points, if they're rational about their spending, can't justify it.
0: Listen be, between between the pittance that you pay me and the, and the pittance that, I'm kidding and the pittance that the uh, government pays me in social security, you know I, I I make a fairly decent living. Um, I can't afford it, you know, and and and. and y- you know, when I say I can't afford it, what are my expenses? I pay $560 a month to my condo association so that they take care of all the wonderful things that they take care of here. Okay. I have no mortgage. Okay. I have a, a 400 some dollar car payment. My property taxes are $2,200 a year. My, my electricity averages a hundred dollars a month and I make a pretty decent living and I couldn't entertain a car payment in excess of a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You know, and I don't have, I don't have a family of four that I have to feed and clothe and, and I, I just, none of it makes sense to me. And, and, and I'm saying that, and you know, we were in Detroit and I didn't see any shortage of people out there not doing things. You know, you you wonder how they afford those things. I on on my flight back from Detroit, it was filled with nothing but Philadelphians that apparently had gone to the University of Michigan and and flew up to Detroit to watch Michigan play against Rutgers uh, or whoever they played on on. Yeah, uh, you know, and they had to have a hotel, and they had to and and the one thing I discovered. In downtown Detroit, where we were, is that if if you go to a restaurant and they actually have tables for you to sit at and they have a waiter or a waitress, that they figure that that qualifies it as a fine dining establishment. My hamburger on, on Thursday, whatever day I got there, I, I can't even remember, my hamburger – was 28 flipping dollars for a hamburger because, well, I had a waitress and a...
1: Not to mention, did I tell you when we were out to dinner on Saturday night, and this is a whole nother conversation, treating the company, that's fine. Um, There's a 20% service charge, just a 20% service charge. They're supposed to tip on top of that. Oh, man, things are expensive, but I think... I think just to come full circle here, if the UAW strike continues on, that'll become a justification for dealers to do what they were doing a year ago. Heck, we're going to see it if the parts shortage becomes a thing. That'll also show up not only when you're buying a car, but when you're trying to service a vehicle as well. So the data from Ford this morning was shocking, truly shocking to lay your eyes on $1,000 a month being the average car payment for an F-150, especially on the heels of just having been... In Dearborn, at the at the factory, at the Henry Ford Museum, you know, looking at all these affordable vehicles from from uh, bygone times. It's a Monday morning where I'm just scratching my head, man. I'm just scratching my head. How long does this last? You know, I I hate to say, but like, when's the bubble burst? You know, like, you got to have some affordable options again,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: or else people are going to just go elsewhere, or they're going to keep buying those used cars. But those values stay high, sky sky high, just as well.
0: I I will say um, that. Having been in Detroit I was I was shocked as to how friendly people in the Detroit area are um, downtown was was lovely we had we had a great time um, and and I would and I would want to say something nice about the Ford company and that is they they have done a remarkable job in that area of putting together factory tours, having the Henry Ford Museum, which was just a phenomenal experience, the the different things that they had in there. Um, They, listen, they have made billions upon billions upon billions of dollars as a family and as a corporation. They have reinvested probably billions of dollars into the communities in which they have have uh, built their facilities, and so God bless them. They they might not always have the highest quality vehicles out there, um, but you know they're putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to supporting the communities that that they're in and and the area that has uh, allowed them to become as prosperous as they have.
1: I agree with that. I would also question their values with how expensive they make their vehicles. <laughs> but I hear you. Yes, it was very pleasant being in Detroit and seeing the impact that the automakers, especially Ford, has
0: there. It, it, it was like I said to you when when we got you know you get to the Rouge facility and 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 the tour that they give you and there's two movie rooms that you go mm-hmm. through and and I said I only hope that someday courage is so successful that you can just piss away millions of dollars to build these movie theaters to project propaganda to the masses that want to come through and because that's all it was um you know and and I don't I mean hell it's it's their business yes they they're supposed to tell their business but to have that much to have made that much money that you can afford budget millions of dollars each year to sustain the movie theaters and the and the and the the uh the museum and and that whole i mean it's just it's just incredible
1: the museum by the way henry ford museum highly 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 recommend it let's come here to add to the chat from drew did you know thank you drew did you know the largest growth segment in luxury goods is among people making less than $50,000 a year. People are more than happy to overextend. I wonder if that also correlates to the Klarnas and Affirms and Afterpays, those companies that you never buy anything, you're just paying for it month over month over month, the proliferation of monthly payments is a generally negative, generally speaking, a negative um, realization for many when when they understand, oh, I'm actually just in debt. I'm just literally in debt for these depreciating assets that I'm purchasing.
0: So, so people that make $50,000 and less want to have all the good things, all the good luxury goods in life as those. Yeah. That, 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 actually make the money to be able to afford them. And you have to question whether even they make enough money to be able to afford them. Yeah, seriously.
1: Hey, Pops, I'll bring it to your attention and our communities as well. Last week, we've been talking a lot about Ford, but last week we went live with our latest and greatest trusted dealer. We now have pre-negotiated Ford deals, nationwide home delivery and a personal car concierge. To help you navigate the whole thing, just head to CarEdge.com and click on View Deals to learn a little bit more. And we also have our latest promotion for the end of this month. We've got uh, uh, discounts on extended warranties, as well as our car edge Coach and car edge data that runs between now and the end of the month. So we're doing our part. We're doing yes. our part to put our money where our mouth is and try and invest in some solutions to help people find some affordable options, some less painstaking options. But you know that's that's uh, only one. The amount of people that we're going to be able to make aware of what we're doing is so limited relative to all the others who are going out there. Like, okay, I'll just buy that F one hundred and fifty at MSRP. There's strikes going on. Okay, that makes sense. So we're doing our we're doing the best we can uh, to try and help.
0: Then bless you for that, and bless the team uh, behind you that helps make all that happen. All right, pups. let's call it a show. We'll be back tomorrow.
1: We'll do a used car market update with the latest Black Book data. You got any guesses? You think prices have gone up or gone down week over week?
0: I think they continue to go up week over week uh, because they'll blame it on the strike um, as more dealers are out there trying to scarf up as many used cars as they can because of the fear that there could be a limited uh, uh, new car availability in the not-too-distant future. Check in tomorrow. We'll have answers for you, Pops. I will see you then. Enjoy your Monday. You do the same. I'm about to do some laundry, buddy. I'm I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs>
1: More power to you, man. Love you.
0: We'll see you all back here tomorrow at, uh, well, uh, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, and we'll just leave it there today.